everyone to another edition of the John Norman Leadership Podcast, bringing you content on the last Thursday of every month. If this content is helping you in any ways, would you do me a favor? Would you hit subscribe, share across your platform, your wider circles? And the goal is as you lift the level of your leadership, others will rise around you. And we are so honored to be joined by a special guest today, Norwich City number one and Dutch international goalkeeper, Tim Krull. I know he's going to bring a lot of wisdom from his years of experience on and off the pitch as a leader and it'll help you lift the level of your leadership. Enjoy. Huge welcome to the podcast today, everyone. We are joined by the Norwich City number one and Dutch international keeper for over 10 years, the one and only Tim Krull, former Newcastle, Ajax, Brighton, uh, footballer. And so welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you. Good morning. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. When uh, when a good place. Um, obviously, exciting times with North City at the moment, being top of the league. Um, so yeah, putting a, a smile on people's faces. I think at the moment uh, at home in this uh, difficult time, obviously. It certainly has. It's a great. It's a great time to be a Norwich City fan, mm. and uh, I know you're a modest man, but I also want to say well done. You you've had an exceptional year and really have lifted the spirits, and it's really helped us in the local community see a way out of this pandemic. If you're listening to this podcast, it is March. 2021 and so we are kind of coming out of the pandemic we've still got a, a way to go but I thought it'd be great to talk to Tim around leadership he's a very experienced leader on and off the field and just talk to him about what leadership means to him and get some of his insight glean some wisdom from him so Tim once again thanks for coming on mate but I always start with this question when I have guests on the show what does leadership mean to you uh, on and off the pitch I think the most in important thing I think is showing example you know I think as a leader you need to be the one setting the examples uh, I think the timekeeping um, stuff like that just being being there for the young ones coming through the ranks and and yeah I mean if you show it uh, day in day out that you are on top of your game um, I think others will follow I think that's one of the big things in my opinion I love that example. And, you know, you've just mentioned timekeeping, being there for the younger guys. Um, you know, and I've had the privilege um, watching you train each week for the past three seasons uh, as club chaplain and watch you keep physically fit. But I also I'm intrigued to know how you keep yourself mentally fit. We live in an age where people are struggling, especially in these intense lockdowns with their mental health mental fitness so how do you personally maybe give us some keys how you keep yourself in mentally good shape i think the big thing i've learned is try to control the controllables um when i was younger i was trying to um probably help too much and and worry about things i couldn't really affect so while i got older and wiser uh, i think that was the big thing for me personally that just i can only affect certain elements you know i can't run the club because other people were doing that kind of stuff um and and yeah be the best person i can be uh, on and off the pitch uh, mentally you have to switch off obviously from football come home and, and lucky enough i've got a, a seven-year-old daughter uh, who uh yeah who's amazing and, and kind of helps me switch off from from that side um and yeah just spend family time i think that's the big thing kind of splitting um the football life and, and the home life 
I love what you said that control the controllables. Often we spend a lot of our time and our negative emotion trying to control the things outside of our control. And I think that's really helpful is to think about those things on the show today that are out of our control and trying to fix our thoughts and our thinking around the things that we are in control, like our attitude. One thing I've noticed about you, Tim, is you always um, you always keep a good attitude. How have you worked on that? Because I, I, I wouldn't imagine that happens by default. Imagine that's something you've had to work on over, over your career. I think just analyzing other uh, older pros. I was lucky enough when I arrived at Newcastle that I had um, Shea Given, who I still think is one of the best goalkeepers yeah. um, out there for the club, and uh, if not in football. Uh, Pavel Cernicek, um came back, who was a legend at Newcastle United. And he was, when he came back, he was 39 40. And the way he was training and conducting himself and keeping himself fit in the gym. Um, doing extra work after training. Um, and that's what I mentioned before about showing the right example. When I seen him do that, when I was 17, 18 year old, I was like, okay, that's then the norm. If he can do it, then I should definitely do it. Um, I think that was the big thing I've learned early on. Um, yeah, like you say, stay positive. I think it's sometimes easier said than done. Um, we've all been rejected uh, some way or form. Um, and I think the big thing for me is, is trying to prove those kind of people wrong who've said you're not good enough or uh, you got sacked off a job or whatever happened um, to be able to see those kind of people a year later, two years later and to look yeah. them in the eyes and just kind of go, you know what, I've, I've changed or I've got I'm a better person or I'm proving you wrong. I think that, that gives me my motivation um, every day. Yeah, it's interesting what you said there about how you watch Pavel and you watch Shea Given, um, but they weren't aware that you were watching them. So no. it's almost that they were being an example without even realizing it. And sometimes, you know, I know for you watching, you know, we've got a, a collective group of young keepers coming through and it's amazing. We've always had good goalkeepers at Norwich, but how your example is helping them when they see you show up on time, when they see you keep a good attitude, you know, I can see that, that attitude filtering down through them. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing, like, I learned so much from these guys. Um, Pavel Cernicic was my neighbor at the time he came back and, uh, and I spent Christmas with him, uh, I remember, and, and talking about football and, and it's just, when you're 18 year old, you don't appreciate, I don't think, the lessons you, you, you're getting. But now I'm looking back thinking, you know what, uh, the Shea Givens, the Steve Harpers, the Pavel Cernicics, you know, and all the coaches then who were telling you off or telling you to be better, you weren't really accepting it maybe then, but now you're like, you know what? Um, those extra hours in the gym are, yeah, they're paying off in the end. And little did they know now that their example, their leadership is having an effect on young keepers like Daniel Barden and Archie and all these keepers that, are, you know, it's their example that you follow and now they're following you. So it's almost like a generational thing that gets passed down. Yeah, I like that. I like that part of it. Um, obviously, uh, getting more experienced um there's younger players coming through the ranks um and and seeing the 18 19 20 year olds coming through and and, and seeing the talent they've got um yeah you don't want them to make the mistakes i've made and, and you're trying to guide them and and ultimately they have to do it themselves totally um you can't yeah. uh baby feed them everything but it is exciting to see the steps the boys are making uh, and not just the goalies yeah. you know uh, obviously the the max Aruses, uh the jamals the ben tots even the new generation, the, the Bali Mumbas, the Josh Martins, you know, there's a lot of exciting talent at the club and um, it's, a, it's a perfect place for them to, to grow, for sure. 
I think when anyone says Tim Krull, straight away we think of penalty heroics. 2014, come off the bench, last minute of extra time, say two spot kicks, you win 4-3. But as well, I'm, you know, most people are aware that in professional sport, especially football, there's low points. How did you, you can share a low point, but how do you, how do you respond to those low points? Because there's a lot of leaders, maybe employers, bosses right now, professionals, and they're feeling low. They've had their careers taken away. Maybe they've been furloughed. Maybe they've, you, you know, they've been separated from family and friends. They're at a low point. But you've had low points in your career, but it's, it, it's how you respond to that. Yeah, totally. And my lowest point was playing for my country and, and actually uh, I torn my knee ligament, my ACL. Um, wow. Yeah, and it was crazy because I was on the highest in my career. I was playing every three days in the Premier League, uh, playing for your country. And then literally in one of those moments, uh, I was out for 15 months straight. The yeah. first eight weeks of my, after my operation, I was on a machine uh, 10 hours a day, uh, lying on the sofa and my, and my knee was just kind of moving up and down slowly. And, and especially for me personally, I'm, I'm an active person to, to be switched off like that um, for the first eight weeks. Um, and, and again, like I said, it took me more than a year to, um, to start believing in my own body again and, and um, having the confidence to, to go out there and actually uh, perform again. Because every morning I woke up for the first 14, 15 months still with pain in my knee every time I stepped out of my bed and, and worrying. And I, I, there's been moments that I said to my wife, I said, uh, I don't think this is going to uh, get better. Um, I was worried that I could have been my career over. So I definitely had moments, dark moments, um, worrying. Um, and the way I got out of that was just the hunger to, to that I didn't want that person to be, oh, uh, he had to finish his career on an injury. Um, kind of just, I was, I was 20... 28 by then as well far too young to to finish the career and, and lucky enough I have my my missus uh, and, and my family around me who kept talking positive you will come out of it um, yeah. time will heal um, just do whatever you can in the in, in the training ground to to get yourself stronger and hopefully it will help um, but yeah I have to be honest I, I needed people that uh, I could not just do it alone for sure so I think the big thing was to speak about it um, don't be afraid to to approach people and, and, and share your kind of uh, worries and, and insecurities, I think, in, in those kind of moments, especially now, I, I can't even imagine, uh, like you say, about people losing their jobs and, and, and the financial worries, the health worries they must have at home, um, not be able to have their operations, etc. So definitely speak out. Um, there's a lot of charities locally uh, out there. Uh, you, you're doing a great job. Um, uh, and, and it just, yeah, it's, 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 it's it's definitely keep fighting and, and like looking at the, the, the Corona time at the moment, I've seen this morning, there's another 10 million um, injections, uh, vaccination, sorry, um, um, being available for the people really soon. So there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah, need to stay positive for sure. I love what you're saying. I think that first that first point about speaking up, how you had to speak up and admit that you were in that dark place, admit that you were not, in it, and then you surround yourself with great people. I think that's really great advice for any of our listeners today. You're feeling low, maybe you're laying on your bed, maybe you're struggling physically, mentally, 
whatever it is emotionally, but talk to someone, pick up the phone today. You know, this is great advice from Tim today. I know he's a footballer, but let me tell you, he has experienced low moments in his career, in his life. And uh, this is this is some real gold today. So thanks for that. Now, just kind of switching tack a little bit. Social media, we can't seem to live with it. We can't seem to live without it. Um, how do you handle the pressures of it? I know it for me, it's a, it's a dilemma. It's a challenge daily, but how do you handle it? Um, I'm sure you've received all sorts of comments. Many, many would be positive, many, maybe not so positive, but how do you handle the pressures of it? I think it's a great platform to uh, connect with the people who genuinely follow you. I think my, the fan base, there's lots of people who, who love the interaction for sure. Um, sure. But yeah, there's also a dark side to it. Um, I still get daily messages that I'm not good enough or you should, uh, yeah you're the worst goalkeeper out there or whatever. Um, and, and, and a lot worse I've had, but this is where, unfortunately you get a hundred positive messages and there's yeah. one negative. And, and, and unfortunately our minds, you remember the negative. And this is where I think the biggest advice I think happened at Norwich where you just kind of have to go stay humble and ignore the noise. So don't go too high with positive um, critics, but also don't go too low with, with these yeah. silly people out there behind the screens um, who, yeah, you can't even give them a name really. I mean, there's so many um, negative stuff out there and they're just, <laughs> they're probably 14, 15 year olds who, who have fake profiles and, and, and yeah, try to harm people. And I, you, you try to, you have to put a shield up because like I said, it's, you know, you need to, um, you need to use it for the positives and I, lucky enough I'm, I'm getting a lot of positive vibes uh, at Norwich you know there's so much um, amazing fan, fan bases out there and, and, and people trying to help each other and rightly so you deserve them and uh, you know the, these guys as well it's, it, it, there's a lot of effort that goes in there you know they're traveling pretty much I know they've had the midweek game off this week but it's been back to back for week on week and week so you know well done for for all your teams this season tim just before we bring this to a close as a leader uh on the pitch and in the dressing room what would you say are three qualities that you expect from your teammates um i think the most important one is the ability to stay calm under whatever circumstance gets thrown at you i think being a leader um yeah it could be the biggest game of the season or it could be a relegation battle or whatever you need to be ready um yeah being the confident like the voice for others as well i think the big thing is when um a young lad coming through you, you might not feel confident enough to speak up and i think uh, as as the the older ones in the team i think you've got a responsibility to to be there for them um so yeah i think those are the definitely two and and, and give it your all i think if you leave everything uh, out there on the pitch and in and, and the gym sessions and, and, and being that example. Um, I think it's a funny one. Me and my goalie coach always say to each other, um, the big thing when I play a game and, and give you all and you at night, you can look in the mirror when you come home and, and you can look yourself in the, in the mirror and say, right, I have to give it them all. And I left everything out there. I think that's one of the big things. I love what you're saying. Just to recap there, you talk about staying calm under pressure. By the way, you can, this isn't just applying to football. This applies to the boardroom. It applies to walking in to a situation in work, you know, staying calm under pressure, confidence, believing in yourself. I think that's so true what Tim's saying, that actually having some belief that you can make it, that you can get through, and also looking out for others. 
three great, great qualities. Thanks, Tim, for that. Um, so yeah, really, really uh, thank you. I'm going to throw one last question at you, and then we you're going to get get back to your day. How have you changed as a leader? So the Tim Crawl of your debut at 17, I think it was, but how have you changed now uh, in your senior le leadership years? I think appreciating more what I've got and, and how um, privileged I am to be in a position to to play this amazing sport and, and um, to have it as a job. Um, yeah. I think when you're 17, 18, you, you don't think about those kind of things. But after my injury, for sure, I've, I've, I've totally changed. I'm, I'm, the way I'm on the pitch now is just more appreciative of everything. And, and um, I think the responsibility, I think, of the people at home now, for sure, um, yeah. is more like normally you just kind of, when you're 17, you just play the game and go home and that's it. But the clubs like Newcastle um, and, and, and definitely at Norwich, you see the community, how much it means to them. And, and, and I think that that responsibility is, is, is an amazing one to have and, and putting smile on, on the people's faces for sure. Brilliant. Tim Krull, we are so grateful to have you on the John Norman Leadership Podcast today. To all our listeners, viewers, I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, as you lift the level of your leadership, others will rise around you. Appreciate you, Tim Krull. Send him some love on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see you on the show next time. Take care and God bless. I value your commitment by liking it, sharing it, subscribing to it, commenting on it and sharing it with your teams. Remember, you are your only limit and this podcast is to lift the level of your leadership and as you rise, others will rise around you.